Chapter Seventeen of *The Cowardly Lion of Oz* by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seventeen: The Stone Man of Oz. Bob put his arm around Snorer's neck, and Nick, clapping his nose on its hook, prepared to fly from this new danger. Dangling from his end of the rope, Notta sighed mournfully to think he had not disguised himself and the cowardly lion after one look at the stone hand that held him closed his eyes and began to tremble violently the stone man was about three times the size of an ordinary man and carved out of a huge block of granite his features though rough-hewn were not unpleasant and notta after a few false starts ventured a remark it it was very kind of you to catch us faltered the clown it wasn't kindness it was curiosity rasped the stone man frankly i've been watching you fall for some time and i must say you're the oddest looking creatures i've seen in a stone age as he said this the stone man placed them on a flat rock that was on a level with his nose and as he could not sit down he leaned up against another rock and regarded them inquisitively. "'Come on up here,' he called gruffly to Snorer, "'and bring that little fellow with you.' Rather reluctantly, Nick flew up with Bob, and the four fallers tried to compose themselves and catch a bit of the breath they had lost on the trip down. The stone eyes of the stone man rested longest on the cowardly line. "'I like you best,' he remarked presently. "'You're better made than these others, and not so likely to crumble. They look too soft to last long.' He poked his stone finger experimentally into Nata's ribs, and only the clown's disguises saved him from serious injury. "'Don't do that!' growled the cowardly lion sharply. "'What a lovely voice,' mused the stone man, almost to himself. "'Tell me, what are you?' "'I'm a cowardly lion,' roared the big beast huskily. "'So don't frighten me, for if you do I'll pound you to pebbles.' <laughs> "'I don't believe he could do it,' creaked the stone man, turning to Nata do you well he's a terrible fighter admitted the clown with a reassuring wink at bob but let's not talk of such disagreeable things since you were kind enough to catch us perhaps you will tell us who you are crunch is my name answered the stone man picking up a rock and crumbling it to powder in his hand i think we'd better be going quavered Snorer tremulously. We're late as it is. Nick had no desire to fall into the stone man's clutches. Don't go, begged Crunch. I haven't talked to anyone since I was excavated. How long ago was that? asked Nata, scratching his ear. Oh, several ages ago replied the stone man carelessly. 
but I'm much older than that, for I was hacked out by a primitive Ozman to decorate his cave. But a landslide caved in the cave, and I was buried for several centuries. Who dug you up? roared the cowardly lion, and how is it you are alive? A wizard named Wham dug me up, explained Crunch in his scratchy voice, and brought me to life with a shaker of magic powder. I tried to thank him, but he ran away before I could catch him. So I've stood around ever since, trying to find out what one does with a life. Great grandfathers, choked the clown. Fancy being alive for centuries and not knowing what to do. Why, there are hundreds of things to interest you, especially in a magic country like Oz. You could travel and help other folks not so strong as yourself. You could offer your services to the queen or even build a city. Could I? gasped Crunch. He stared off into space as if he saw himself doing all these things, and the idea was almost too amazing to believe. Then bringing his stone heels together with a click, he announced determinedly, I'll do it. I'll travel. I'll help people. I'll see the queen and build a city. Hurrah! cried Nata. That's the way to talk. And since we're traveling, why not join us? Crunch, he decided, might prove useful in a battle. Can I walk beside him? asked the stone man, pointing to the cowardly lion. If you're steady on your pins, rumbled the cowardly lion, and promise not to fall on me. Where does the queen of this country live? asked Crunch, after he had promised not to fall on the cowardly lion. In Emerald City, piped up Bob, who had been listening to the stone man's conversation with deep interest. Oh, that must be over there, said Crunch, waving toward the east. For often at night, when I've climbed Stone Mountain, I've seen bright green lights twinkling in the darkness. Why, of course it is, roared the cowardly lion in great excitement. Though why have you never gone over to find out, I cannot imagine. That's because you were never a stone man, sighed Crunch solemnly. Then we'll soon see Dorothy and the Scarecrow, cried Bob, clapping his hands. Come on, let's go to Emerald City right away. Nick flew off to the top of the mountain to investigate for himself. Ah, oh, you mustn't forget Mustafa's enchantment, sighed Nata, pointing sadly to the rope that still bound him to the cowardly lion. I dare say if we took a step toward the Emerald City, Mustafa would ring us up again. Who is Mustafa? 
"'And why has he enchanted you?' demanded Crunch, rubbing his stone forehead noisily. Nata explained so much of their story as he thought the stone man would understand, and when he had finished Crunch gave a little spring that almost knocked them from the ledge. "'Why, it is clear as cobbles,' he roared, bringing down his fist upon a rock and splintering it to fragments. "'You are weaker than I, and as I have fully determined to help someone, let me help you. Where is this Mustafa Mudge? Take me to him.' and i will pound him to powder and disperse him to the winds before notta could answer nick came flying back to assure them that he had really seen the emerald city from the mountaintop and that it lay scarcely a half day's journey away then it seems to me said notta who had been doing some quick thinking that the time has come for us to separate Bob, Nick, and I will hasten to this Emerald City and appeal to Ozma, Dorothy, and the Wizard of Oz. Meanwhile the Cowardly Lion can start toward Mudge, and thus Mustafa's ring will not betray us. But before he reaches there we will have found a way to help him. "'And I will go with the Cowardly Lion,' declared Crunch promptly. "'for I would rather help him than any one else.' "'Hurrah!' cried Bob up, and so it was all decided. "'Then Notta sat on the cowardly lion's back, and he sprang down from the ledge. "'Next Snorer flew down with Bob, and the clown untied the rope that tied him to the lion. "'Immediately he and Bob turned blue.' But when the cowardly lion took a few steps south, the blue quickly faded out. Notta was so relieved to be free that he turned six somersaults, stood on his head, and ran several paces on his hands, while Bob and Nick shouted with glee. "'Crush and crumble me!' rasped the stone man, eyeing the clown in alarm. "'Is that the way men get about nowadays?' The men I watched in the Stone Age never did that, and I simply could not manage it, you know. Don't try, begged Notta, and Nick hastened to assure him that most men walked in the usual fashion, one foot before the other. Mudge should be exactly southwest from here, so come on, old caveman, let's be moving. "'Together we'll conquer the whole tribe of mudgers,' said the lion. "'You won't have to,' cried Notta, giving the cowardly lion an affectionate hug, "'if this wizard of Oz is as clever as he's said to be.' Crunch waited impatiently while Nick and Bob bade the cowardly lion goodbye. Having stood around for seven centuries, he could not bear to waste another second— and when the cowardly lion at last declared himself ready to go, he tramped off joyfully, each step shaking the ground like a small earthquake and enveloping the poor lion in a cloud of dust. 
Goodbye, called Bob up shrilly as they turned into a narrow rocky path and disappeared behind a small mountain. Goodbye, roared the cowardly lion, bravely waving his tail in farewell. So much had happened since their flight from Un that Nata had forgotten all about the time of day, and when he started up the mountain he grew so faint he had to sit down on a rock. Bob, too, looked pale and weary, and every few hops Nick would close his eyes and indulge in a tremulous snore. "'Oh, great elephants!' puffed Nata at last, squinting up at the sun. "'It must be nearly five o'clock, and we've had nothing to eat since morning. "'Have you still got those eggs, Bob-Up?' Bob felt hurriedly in his blouse, and with a triumphant smile produced the egg they had picked from the traveler's tree. They were somewhat squashed, but when the shells had been removed they tasted delicious to the famished travelers. Washed down with some water from a little spring, the food renewed their strength and courage for the journey ahead. "'I hope nothing happens to the cowardly lion,' said Bob, as they started up the mountain again, for I love him. "'So do I,' croaked the snorer, who was flying a little ahead, "'and I shall miss him very much when we go to America to make our fortune. But of course I could not leave that beautiful person.' He rolled his eyes proudly at Nata, and the clown, quite unconsciously, sighed. Life in a circus would seem terribly tame after this marvelous trip through Oz. "'We ought to be home tomorrow if everything works out,' he remarked soberly with an anxious glance at Bob. At the word home, the little boy shivered slightly for home to him meant a great dreary institution where little boys whom nobody wanted were grudgingly sheltered and eternally shaken. In his heart he hoped the magic of this Wizard of Oz would not be strong enough to send them back. Notta was wondering to himself whether the managers of the home would trust a little boy's future to a clown, and resolving darkly that if they wouldn't he'd take him anyhow. But he said nothing of this to Bob Up, and presently broke into such a comical song Bob forgot all about going back. This was the song. A goblin's ears are very long, a goblin's nose does wobble, but what I'd really like to know is what makes goblins gobble. Perhaps they gobble cause they're imps and dreadfully impolite. Pshaw, all they do is squabble, hobble, gobble through the night. "'Speaking of night,' chuckled Snorer, balancing on the branch of a low tree, "'we'll probably have to spend it in that forest below, "'for it would hardly be safe to travel in the dark, "'and it'll be dark by the time we're down this mountain.' <laughs> "'Well,' laughed Notta, "'it wouldn't be the first time Bob and I have slept in a forest, "'and your snores ought to scare off any wild animals.' Oh, "'That's so,' sighed Nick, adjusting his nose and, quite satisfied, he flew on ahead. The path was rough and uneven, and, though Notta and Bob frequently slipped and slid, in another hour they were safely down the mountain. It was dusk as they stepped into the strange forest, and Bob fancied the trees were peering down at him kindly. 
they were so tired not to pause under an immense maple tree and nick leaned up against the trunk and fell instantly to snoring and stamping while notta began gathering branches and leaves for bed the clown spread his old lion disguise over bob's pile and the little boy stretching out comfortably gazed up at the first star twinkling merrily in the evening sky and thought how strange his narrow bed at home would seem after this the wind sighed in the treetops with a gentle and soothing sound and even nick's snoring seemed comforting and pleasant to bob up bob said notta as he dropped down beside him this is the friendliest forest i was ever in bob nodded and at this a little rustle went rippling through the forest as if the trees had actually heard him and in the same instant each tree quietly opened its trunk and drew forth a fiddle before notta and bob had recovered from their surprise a wave of music swept through the woods now soft now loud but more entrancing than any they had ever heard and the trees swaying and bending in the dim starlight plied their bows with more skill than any orchestra in the mortal world for bob and notta you see had come to the fiddlestick forest of oz end of chapter seventeen